The focus in today's episode is how the tax court functions during the COVID area, and I am bringing this out because of timely issues related to their July 10 opening to the public. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I am your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Today on Tax Justice Warriors, I'm going to focus on the tax court during the coronavirus pandemic, and I am going a little bit out of order in this series of episodes focusing on the tax court because there is some timeliness due to the tax court's reopening on July 10 that I want people to know about in advance if they are trying to use that timing in deciding on when to file a tax court petition. So I'm certainly trying to get the word out. Next week, I will dive back into looking at the focus on tax court that I did for part two of my presentations with the Washburn Tax Procedure course. So to begin, there are a couple actions that happened with the tax court during the month of March that I am going to focus on and then let you know what has happened in the meantime that are specific adjustments that the tax court has made due to the coronavirus. So to begin in March, there were the cancellation of all trial dockets for the tax court from mid-March through the beginning of July. Since then, the tax court has announced their trial sessions for the fall, and these are going to be virtual trial sessions And it is my understanding that while the judge will be in charge of going through the trial docket, there will also be the chance to have breakout rooms so that the IRS can be negotiating with the petitioner regarding settlement or what documents are necessary for court or for getting ready for trial. There are also going to be the availability of breakout rooms so that the unrepresented petitioners can meet with pro bono attorneys or low-income taxpayer clinic representatives just as in the in-person trial settings when the tax clinics and volunteer attorneys made themselves available for unrepresented petitioners to give guidance and advice or potentially submit a entry of appearance or limited entry of appearance to represent the petitioner before the tax court. So as an example, there is a docket coming for Kansas City the week of October 5th. I have not received an official docket, so I do not believe it has been set yet. This is going to be a regular case session So at this point, I do not know if I will have any cases on the docket, and I'm not sure at this point what procedures will need to change or what kind of prep I need to do at this point. So certainly I will provide updates as that draws closer. 
Also, I have reported that there have been virtual settlement days in various cities that they are planned. We have been talking about one at the end of August for Kansas City. Now, when we were talking about that, that was unrelated to a specific calendar. So the IRS was going to select various unrepresented petitioners who would seem to have a good likelihood for settling cases. I do not know at this point whether we are going to do more than one settlement day during this year, perhaps one connected to a tax court calendar and one that isn't. I will certainly give updates as those progress. Now, doing a virtual trial and any of this virtual court work or even the virtual settlement days, it is certainly an adjustment for practitioners and for the taxpayers, anyone new to this system. So certainly there will take some adjustments and realizing what kind of court procedure to follow. But it is a learning curve for everyone at this point. So hopefully everyone will be patient as we go through the process. And one of the other main changes that occurred in March with the tax court is that they closed down the tax court building to the public, and they were not receiving mail during that time. During that period, the IRS released Notice 2020-23. With that IRS notice, that was giving the benefit from April 1 until July 15, basically postponing notices with the deadline for filing with tax court that would go from April 1 to July 15 to be extended until July 15th. Now, there is also the tax court case of Gralnik v. Commissioner. That is 146 TC 230 from 2016. That applied Federal Rule of Civil Procedure Rule 6, little a, 3, large a, that provides additional time for the filing of a petition when the clerk's office was closed, and the Gralnik case was specifically, it was closed due to a snow emergency. Now, there is the potential that in looking at the date for Gralnik application, that may potentially apply from the period of March 19 for specific tax court deadlines. And now that the tax court will be open on July 10. It seems to be that that is the deadline for Gralnik filing. So I'm going to be looking at some Keith Fogg blog posts with Procedurally Taxing. On June 23 and 24, Keith Fogg did some short blog posts related to the tax court reopening that basically, because the clerk's office is going to be accepting mail from the Postal Service, accepting mail from people making hand deliveries, and responding to phone calls, even though the tax court did not specifically say the words that the clerk's office is open for Gralnik purposes, it does seem that you do not want to rely on Gralnik past the July 10 date if that is your reasoning. So what I would certainly say is if you have had a tax court 
petition with the due date from March 19 to July 15, that first of all, I would have filed it during this time period, that I would have filed using the U.S. Postal Service or any of the other statutory, statutorily allowed delivery systems to the tax court, I would have sent it certified mail or some other way that it could be tracked during that time period. I always keep copies when I am sending in mail to the tax court or the IRS. So it may not be a bad idea to have had a second signed copy of the petition and paperwork during that period. But if the mail was returned to you during that period, certainly make photocopies of that failed delivery, resend it in using those methods I prescribed. But if you are in short distance of the tax court on July 10, I certainly do not see any issue with hand-delivering a petition to the tax court during that time, especially if you are looking at short deadlines. I have no idea if there will be any kind of line with people trying to file on that date. But certainly note that if the tax court has not been receiving mail for three to four months, that there is going to be a backlog during this time, so we need to be patient with the tax court in processing any mail from March to July if it was not filed electronically. Now, one other item I wanted to mention is that the tax court is in the process of changing computer systems during this period. It sounds like they are doing some beta testing. It is my understanding that these will be improvements on the system that they have, such as allowing the ability for practitioners who are in the tax court system to file electronic petitions. This would certainly avoid some of the issues I was mentioning earlier regarding filing a petition during a pandemic or other shutdown that might affect the tax court. But those issues will certainly remain for unrepresented petitioners because they will not be in the system. I also wanted to draw your attention to a June 2 procedurally taxing post by Keith Fogg, where he discusses some proposals regarding submissions to the tax court that would be made available to the public. Some basic changes he proposes would be regarding the attachments to petitions or other documents, that the various documents could be updated so they would have less personal information available on them for the taxpayers, and that those various attachments would not be available to the public, but the public would be able to look at the various specific court documents pleadings and petitions and different motions, orders, decisions, opinions, and so on. Some of that is currently available, but not all of it, and that would certainly help people to understand trends regarding filing with the tax court that 
would allow practitioners to understand trends regarding IRES responses. It would allow people to determine if there should be some kind of class action or learning regarding various actions that are filed on a consistent basis with the tax court. Because at this point, both the tax court and the IRS are able to view everything filed by parties with the tax court, but the petitioner's side is much more limited regarding what is available to the public. So that certainly limits those of us who might want to strategize or learn from IRS filings, anything like that with the tax court. So certainly these different items are part of this is in response to what is happening during the pandemic, but also these are some innovations from the tax court that Part of this has been in place beforehand, such as the upgrade to their computer system. I certainly wanted to let those of you know about the July 10 reopening of the tax court because of its timeliness. I hope this has been educational to you and an assist regarding the timeliness of happenings in the tax court. And I thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers are the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.